Well, good evening, everybody. How was your day today? It's good. All right, good. Well, why don't we go ahead and begin our, our reflection tonight before we go to the Holy Hour with prayer as we continue to celebrate the solemnity of Assumption. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so uh, I get to give the reflection to everyone tonight, talking about connecting to Jesus, but specifically connecting to Jesus in and through prayer. Now we all know how important prayer is to our life as a Christian, to our growth in our identity as sons and daughters of God, to really be grounded in a true and rich spirituality. You really can't be a Christian unless you have a committed prayer life. But we also know that having a committed, flourishing prayer life is not easy. It's a challenge for many, um, and it's a challenge for a lot of college students. I'm starting my 11th year here, and I have seen thousands of students over the years really wanting to grow in prayer, but struggling, trying to find the time between their busy school schedule and their work schedule, the distractions and dryness that often come in prayer, and the fact that a lot of people know they should pray, but we're never taught how to pray. But amongst the challenges, recently as I've been sort of meditating more on prayer and giving more talks on it, I find that the biggest challenge that we face, college students and adults too, in our world today is something a little bit different. That's the biggest challenge to growing and developing one's prayer life. And that is we so often, whether we realize it or not, approach prayer wanting to see results. We want our prayer time, we want our spiritual life to be productive. We want to make a good grade. We want to excel. And while that's great, that we want to do our best, we want to achieve and strive excellence, this attitude of productivity in prayer I find leads to a lot more harm than good. So people wanting to go to prayer and being productive and see results, not necessarily demanding results, but seeing results, they say, well, God needs to answer my prayers. Now, look at that. I've said my Ten Hill Mary, so I should get what I want. It's almost like it's very transactional. We want to see results. We want to see inspiration. We want insight to be able to understand the mysteries. We want to be able to make that A on the test. We want to be able to feel something. So people go to prayer and they say, well, I'm not really praying well because I'm not feeling anything. I'm not experiencing the Spirit. And so what happens is whenever in prayer, for whatever reason, Christians don't feel productive, they don't see results, they, by whatever standard they come up with, not God's standard necessarily, they say their prayer is not good. They're failing at prayer. They don't pray well. And so there's the temptation to give up. I'm not going to bother with this anymore. 
I'm just going to hang out in the cafe. I'm just going to take a nap. I'm going to go binge watch some show on Netflix. And so this problem of productivity reveals, though, something different, a different attitude that many of us have towards prayer. And when I say an attitude, I mean an outlook, the way that we understand prayer. I'll often ask people in spiritual direction, you know you're supposed to pray, give a definition of prayer to me. We get all kinds of different definitions. But at the heart of it, I think the issue is this, that so many of us, maybe it was the way that we were raised, maybe it's the culture we live in, we tend to see prayer as work. When I go to prayer, I'm going to work. Just like I'm going to work when I go down to whatever job I have, work when I'm studying, work when I'm in class. Prayer is work. And with work, we want to see results. We want to be productive. We want to make the grade. We want to do the best that we can. Boy, like, Jesus, boy, I nailed that Hail Mary. I didn't mess up at all. I'm going to work and doing my prayer. It's especially real for students because you are in the work. You're constantly being graded. You're expecting to turn in work. You're going to be graded on it. You're going to be judged on it. And you, or at least most of you, want to do your best. So it's a struggle to see prayer as work, particularly if you are a perfectionist. If you are one who wants to make sure that you don't just, like me, when I was in college, don't just make the 88. You want to make the 100. You make it 99.9, it's the end of the world. My work has to be perfect. And we apply that in other areas of our life to prayer. And so prayer, instead of giving us life, wears us out. We get discouraged, we get frustrated, we get drained, and we want to give up and quit. How much does this idea of prayer at work resonate with people? You can shake your head. Okay, maybe I'm not talking to anybody. Maybe I'm just talking to myself. But the truth is, from my experience, that is the heart of a lot of people's problems. They see prayer as work, and thus, they are not excited to go to prayer. They don't find prayer as a source of strength and renewal. Very few people, unless you really love your job, find work as something that they look forward to going to. So how do we remedy this? How do we counter this attitude of seeing prayer as work? I can't give you a practical solution. That if you do one, two, three, and four, then all of a sudden it's going to make sense and everything is going to work out. But instead, what I want to do is particularly during our time of prayer and holy hour today, is encourage you to re-envision the way you define and you understand prayer. You define and understand connecting with Christ. Instead of, I gotta go meet Jesus because we gotta get to work. I gotta get to work on my soul. I gotta get to work on being holy. Jesus expects results. He wants productivity from this time. And he's there like some coach grading me I don't do well, I'm not going to get a good evaluation in my prayer. So we've got to change our understanding, we've got to change our attitude. And hopefully, if we're able to do that, 
to re-envision the way that we understand prayer, then hopefully our attitude and our desire for and our experience of prayer will change along with it. Like I said, there are many ways that we can define prayer, that we can understand prayer. We realize work is not one that is helpful. Instead, I want to begin by our challenges today to look at prayer as something else, something that I think a lot of the times we don't think of, that we don't consider, but yet if you look at the words of Jesus, if you look at the words of Scripture, it's undeniable that this is probably the most foundational, one of the most foundational ways uh, that Jesus describes prayer, that encounter with him, that connecting with him. And so if you like to journal, if you want to have some scripture passages to meditate upon, I'm going to give you, there are going to be ultimately three, maybe four of them. But the most two, the two most important ones are this one, these ones right here. The first is Mark chapter 6, verse 31. You pull out your Bible, like some good biblical understanding Catholics, so you can write it down and look it up on your phone later. Jesus says, and you all know these passages, come away, by, the apostles have been working. They've been out there evangelizing, cast out, casting out demons, healing people. They're tired of the crowd. They need some introvert time. And Jesus says, come away by yourselves to a deserted place and rest a while. Jesus is inviting them to that little retreat, a time of getting away, a time of not working, a time of prayer, a time of rest. Talked about this a few weeks ago at Mass, if you were here. Prayer is resting in and with Jesus. Prayer is not about work, but it's about finding rest in the Lord. A time of recreation. We don't have to be productive. We can just be and find renewal and rest with Jesus. That's what prayer is essentially. And if we're going to really get something out of prayer, if we're going to be attracted to prayer, if we're going to enter into the mystery and connect with Christ, the first step for so many of us in getting beyond this idea of prayer is work and labor and tiresome, seeing it as resting in and with Jesus, being with our friend who doesn't expect a lot of us in prayer, but is just happy being with us. Mark, Matthew, I'm sorry, chapter 11, verse 28 to 30, extends on this idea. Come to me, all you who labor and are burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourselves, for my yoke is easy and my burden light. Most of the time, People say, this is crazy. Being Christian is hard work. And indeed, it is. If you don't fully understand what Jesus means there. Not only in living the Christian life, but specifically as he's describing prayer here. Yeah, we've got to work. School's difficult. Relationships are difficult. Our job can be difficult. We're drained at the end of the day. And we say, oh, I'm too tired to go to prayer. How many times have I heard this? But if we understand what the Lord says, he says, no, this is the time you really need to come. 
because I don't need you to work anymore. You put that behind you. I need you to come and rest. You don't need to impress me. You don't need to be productive. You don't need to earn your wages. You've already done that. But if we know that and we understand it, that Jesus is there as our friend who loves us, doesn't expect us to be productive, just expects and is happy to be with us, we can find rest. I challenge a lot of people that I work with, one-on-one, the same thing. You all have your best friends. How many times before you go visit with your best friend on the weekend or y'all are going out or hanging out, you say, I've got a list of things I've got to achieve in this hanging out time. I've got things we've got to do. And if you don't, oh no, I can't be your friend anymore. This is a terrible hangout time. No. With your friends, with the people that you love, you find rest in them because they don't expect a bunch from you. It's not work. It's a pleasure to be with them. You want to be with them because you can find rest. You can just enjoy yourself and not have to grade yourself. When you find that you finish hanging out or you'll go out to dinner or you finish watching something on television and do whatever you do, you go home and says, let me grade that time. I think I made about a C plus in that hanging out time. We don't do that because we know how to rest with the people that we love. And if Jesus is our friend, if he's someone that we should love, we should find rest in Jesus. Because so often because of the work, because of the stress of school, there's so much anxiety and a lack of peace. Our hearts are restless. But St. Augustine says, our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. We find that rest primarily in times set aside for prayer. So what happens is, is because Christians are working so hard and they're so tired and students are so studious, they're too tired to go to prayer because they don't want to go to prayer because they see prayer as work. And so as a result, they don't pray. And they become more stressed and more anxious. And then they come to me, particularly at finals, and drive me nuts. And they also end up in the confession line because what happens is, is they look for other ways to release the dopamine to get rid of the stress, to get rid of the anxiety instead of finding the rest in prayer. 15, 20 minutes a day where you go just to be with Jesus. No need to work, no need to produce, no need to impress, to take all of the tiredness and the burdens and the anxiety and the worries and say, Jesus, here they are. Now, this is not an excuse to say, oh, Father said I can go take a nap on the back pew. No, I'm not saying that at all. Sometimes you may fall asleep, but even St. Therese, she would fall asleep in chapel, and she said, yeah, the doctor needs the patient to be anesthetized for him to work on him. For the Jesus to work on you and to transform you, you just need to be here. You just need to be present and give him permission to do it. But if we're so busy thinking of things and working and anxious, stops us being from being vulnerable to allowing the Lord into our hearts, allowing ourselves to find rest. Y'all, this is so important as the semester begins, and particularly it's going to be the strangest semester ever. I don't know what it's going to look like after a week, after two weeks, after four weeks. We're talking about having an over-under, a little betting pool here to see how long the semester lasts before they freak out and shut everything down. Let's hope that doesn't happen. It does happen. I hope I win the bet. Um, but anyhow, we're going to get stressed. And so, yeah, y'all, some of you have jobs. You have things that you're expected to do at home. 
You're studying. Many of you, not just work, but as I said, are perfectionists. You're going to overwork. You're going to make the best. And there's so much anxiety and stress. And there's prayer. Is the chance to be able to find rest in Jesus. Quiet the mind. To quiet the heart. And to just be able to take that deep breath in the chapel, in the church, at home. And to just allow yourself to be rejuvenated. Allow yourself to just relax with Jesus, to be recreated. I'm talking about recreation. What does it mean? That you are being recreated. But if all we're doing is work all the time and breaking things down, we don't give the Lord the chance to recreate us. And so we need to take time every day to rest. Now, again, for the past 25 years, I take a 10 to 15 minute nap. I do. I've always done it. You can see about 1.30, if I don't have a nap, I get very tangry. That means I'm angry because I'm tired. And the staff says, Father, go take a nap. I've done it for 25 years. And then I have a little coffee, a little espresso. I'm good to go until about 10 o'clock. But I also realize that sometimes I need to go pray because I get prangry. That's angry when you don't pray. I also get hangry all the time. So listen, I'm agitated. I just need to go sit at the chapel. Everybody's driving me crazy, too busy. And to be able to just go rest with the Lord. So if we can begin seeing and experiencing prayer's rest, then guess what? It becomes more attractive. I want to go spend time in the chapel. I don't need to achieve anything. I don't need to be sitting, doing all kinds of busy work. I'm just going to be. And it's going to be hard. I'll be distracted sometimes. Silence is difficult. But it doesn't matter. I'm going to take that deep breath, and I'm just going to relax with the Lord and let him minister to us. So as some of you may know, yesterday I got back from vacation. I went for a week camping and hiking in the mountains with a priest friend of mine in Montana. And we had a great time. Day, it was about 75, 80 degrees, no humidity. It was night, it was about 40 we had some great food. We had a great time. But the fact of the matter is, as much as I was looking forward to it, every time I go to some beautiful place to hunt and camp, uh, hike in the camp, I realize I don't like it because it's too much work. I've got to go cut down the tree for firewood. I'm all dirty. A grizzly bear could come bite my face off. That doesn't happen when I go to the beach. Now, granted, maybe I could go into the water and get eaten by a shark, but in general, I am going to take the beach. That's where I find rest and relaxation. There, not necessarily in Destin because it's too crowded, but I'm on the beach. It's a beautiful day. I'm drinking my little drink, my little umbrella in it. Got my little snacks on the side. It's great. This is rest and relaxation. No bears are going to attack me. I prefer it to go to the beach to spend time at the ocean. And so I was thinking as we were putting together this talk about where do I find rest? Besides naps in the afternoon, I like to find rest, rejuvenation at the beach, at the ocean, like at night, listening to the waves. In fact, I have a little white noise wave machine that I go to sleep to. Love the sound of the waves at night. But as I was thinking of that, 
this relaxation at the beach, and listening to the ocean or being in the ocean, I thought of the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John, particularly John chapter 7, verse 37. Let anyone who thirsts come to me to drink. Jesus is the source of that life-giving water. If you read John chapter 4, he tells of the Samaritan woman, if you come to me, I will give you the water that wells up to eternal life. And of course, that water is the Holy Spirit. But Christ is the source of the water, the water that gives us refreshment, a cool drink of water that helps to bring us peace. And so you can see it. He's the source of water. He's the spring. But Jesus is the ocean. And so if you find yourself liking this idea of water, and the ocean is so vast, where we go to rest and relax. St. Therese of Lisieux talks about this passage, about coming to Jesus, those who thirst, and she says that Jesus is and will be our ocean. The ocean is filled with life. The ocean you can just rest in and rest by, a source of rejuvenation. And so prayer in a certain sense, yes, it's coming to rest, it's coming to encounter Jesus, but it's coming to encounter Christ who is the ocean, Christ who is the source of life-giving water. We come to the ocean to be able to find rest in Christ. But here is where I want to wrap this up, and it's something that I'm sure we'll get a chance to talk about over the course of the coming year. So yes, we come to prayer to find rest. We come to prayer to dive into and receive the water from the ocean that is Christ. But what happens is, is the more we go to prayer, the more we find rest in Christ, the less we are restless, the more we go to the ocean, Christ pours himself into our own hearts. He pours that spirit and our heart expands from being maybe like a little bathtub of water to a pool, to a lake, to an ocean, that our hearts become oceans like Christ. Our hearts, because they're no longer restless, become places of rest for others. So prayer is not just, I'm going to prayer for myself. I'm going so I can be a better person. I'm going so that I can improve myself. And this is all really good. But if that's only where we're doing it, we're just going to rest for ourselves instead of I'm going to rest so I can be rejuvenated to go evangelize. I'm going to drink from the water so that I can pour water into others' lives, so that I can be the ocean, that I can be a place of rest for others. Everyone in here hopefully has that person or persons that they know they can find rest in, being with them, rest on their hearts, so they know that they can find refreshment, they find that source of water. That these people have ocean hearts, they can receive others, and they can come to find Christ in there because those individuals find Christ in their own prayer life. They find the peace and they find the rest. And therefore, this connecting to Jesus is important because it connects us to others. Our friends, our family, people here at Wisdom. If you don't have rest, 
If you're not connected to the source of life-giving water, you can't give it to others. You can't be a source of rest for other people. And so that responsibility, that desire to pray, shouldn't just be for ourselves, that we can find rest, but that we in turn can be places of rest, ocean hearts for others. And so that's what I'd really like to encourage y'all to do today. To be able to use this holy hour, I'm going to hear confessions, so know that you can avail yourself of that. But to use this time, it's not a time of work. It's not a time of thinking about all the stuff you've got to achieve over the course of the the week, with school starting Monday, Monday, but it's a time to rest. A time to say, Lord, here's all my garbage, here's all my worries, all my anxiety. I just want to be with you. I want to find rest in you. Close your eyes, take a deep breath, do whatever you need. Spend some time meditating on those scripture passages, going over them in your, in your mind, saying, Lord, I want to find rest in prayer. He's not going to judge you. He's not going to be grading you on how well you do at prayer as you get ready for the semester. Just use this time to be with Jesus. Not do anything to be with him and find rest in the ocean heart of Christ. Amen.